morning, good morning. Welcome to the Love Morning Show on this wonderful Wednesday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Love Morning Show on this wonderful Wednesday morning. I am your host, J.B. Lee, on the Love Morning Show. And what a good morning it is. God has blessed us to see another day. We are alive. He is alive. And he is alive in us. Good morning on this wonderful Wednesday. We call it Hump Day. Wonderful Wednesday. Good morning. Listen, God has said some wonderful things about you on this morning. He says he loves us with an everlasting love. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we are more than conquerors. Again, he says he loves us with an everlasting love. That means his love never fades away. It lasts forever. It's unrestricted. It has no boundaries. And he says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord have mercy. And he says that we are more than conquerors. He says we are more than conquerors. Through Christ who lives in us. Listen. I want to, uh, let me see what I want to do first here. Oh, let me get to this. I'll do this. I'll do this. Let's, uh, let, let's talk about something real quick. Let's talk about something real quick. Good morning, McClammy. Hope you're having a good morning. Let's, let's talk about something real quick. I'm going to go to, uh, let's, let's go to the book of Romans. I'm going to show you something real quick. Listen, God has planned our lives. And he wants us to walk in those plans that he had for our life. And the only way we can do that and be successful in life is to trust in him, trust in the process. See, everybody wants to get to the end without going through the process. Good Lord have mercy. See, we, if, 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 you, if you ever worked on an assembly line in a factory or in a restaurant or any other capacity, when, when there is a production of something, automobiles, parts, there is always an assembly line. And you can't, you can't move the product from the, from the beginning of the, the start of the assembly line and move it to the end without it going through the process. It will not work. If they did that with a car, you, you would have a shell with no motor, no windshield, no rear view mirrors. No wheels. Do you see what I'm saying? See, there's a process, and that process helps us develop and to get what we need where we can stand and be firm in him. Listen, Romans, Romans 5 and 3 says, Romans 5 and 3 says, See, we, we cannot live a godly life without God and without going through things to develop us and to make us who he says we are. So we have to be able to go through the process of life. Romans 5 and 3 says we can rejoice too 
when we run into problems and trials. Oh, my gosh. On the assembly line. There's a process. He said, we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems. I mean, Romans 5 and 3. When we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. It says the, the, the problems and the trials help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. Good. He said endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Man, this stuff is working. And he says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. He said, it won't lead to disappointment. He said, this hope that you've gotten through endurance, this hope that you have gotten through strength of character, it will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. See, at the end result, at the end of the assembly line, you, you, because you endured and because your character was strengthened and you developed hope because of that. He says that your, your, the Holy Spirit is living in you to fill your hearts with love. The end result is your heart is going to be filled with love. Come on, somebody. Good morning. Good morning. Let's go to Romans 8 and 27. Romans 8 and 27 says, so you, you, you got to, you, you got to put all this together. Romans 8 and 27 says, and the father who knows all hearts knows what the spirit is saying. For the Spirit leads us believers, please for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together. <laughs> he causes everything to work together. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He's causing it all to work together. For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So all the trials and tribulations and things that we have to go through. What he was talking about in Romans 5 and 3. And 4 and 5. Romans 5. 3, 4 and 5. All those things that we have to endure. To get strength in our character. To develop us. That we can have a confident hope. That we'll be filled with his love. All those things are working together for our good. He's developing us. He, he wants us when we get to the end of the assembly line, we are filled with his love. He says, all these things, they are working together for your good. Not for your bad. It might seem like, hey, this is not working like I thought it would work. That's okay. He, he, he is doing the work. You are, we are not doing the work in ourselves. He is doing the work. He's doing the, 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 the endurance. He's building our character. He's developing our hope. He's giving us the assurance that we are who he says we are by working in us. He is doing the work. He's doing the work. And it says, for God knew his people in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. Oh, oh. He chose us to become like his son so that he, that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Oh, my God. So what are you saying? That, that, that God is our big brother. It says, he says, 
For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers. Now, I'm going to do a teaching on this in Bible study um, about us being sons of God. So let's go on down to Philippians 2 and 13. Philippians 2 and 13, one of my favorite passages of scripture says, For God is working in you. Giving you the desire and the power, the ability to do what pleases him. He's working in us, giving us the desire to have endurance. He's working in us, giving us the desire to be strengthened in our character. He's working in us to give us the desire to do what pleases him. And he's giving us the ability to go through the process. The word power, is, is the word power means ability. He's given us the ability to go through the process, to make it to the end. He's doing the work. Let him work in you. He's doing the work in us because he loves us. Oh, Lord, I'm getting excited. All right. Let's, let's, let's feast on that word. Let God do the work. Let him do the work in us because he loves us with our everlasting love. He says we are fearfully, wonderfully made and that we are more than conquerors because he is doing the work that we can endure, we can be strengthened, we can have a confident hope that he is who he says he is and that we are who he says we are. Come on, somebody. All right, have some church announcements. Church announcement, midweek service. At Embracing Christ Fellowship Church, midweek service tonight, 7 p.m. At Embracing Christ Fellowship Church in Shallow, North Carolina, with our Pastor Bishop Michael L. Frank and Lady Tatiana Frank. Listen, man, I'm telling you, if you were not there Sunday, you missed a good, good service. A really, really good service if you were not there Sunday. Had a really good time in Lord. Listen, I have another announcement. I have another announcement. 2023 Mental Health Expo. If you have not registered, go get registered. You still have time. 2023 Mental Health Expo. It's May the 20th. It's May the 20th. This month. The 20th of this month, Mental Health Expo, Embracing Christ Fellowship. Go to their website, or go to their Facebook page, you can find out how to get registered. We need this in our communities, we need this in our families, we need this all around us for people can be aware of mental health, get the help they need. Because I'm telling you, God has given people knowledge and wisdom. Understanding how to help those in need that have mental health issues. We thank God for supplying that need, that, that help for that need. So get registered. Mental Health Expo. Embracing Christ Fellowship. Go to their website. Go to their Facebook page and get registered. All right, all right. Let's move on to our topic of today. Very interesting topic. Tell me what you think about it. Write us. Give us a message. Let us know how you feel about it. Interesting topic. 
age limit? Should there be an age limit on men wearing earrings? <laughs> should there be? Listen, should there be an age limit on men wearing earrings? Should there be? Should there be an age limit on men wearing earrings? Tell me what you think. How do you feel about it? What do you think about men wearing earrings? Should there be an age limit? Some of you might feel well they shouldn't wear them at all. But do you feel that there should be an age limit on a man wearing earrings? I've seen jokers in their 70s and 80s. Still hanging on to that little diamond. That little gold stud. <laughs> Seven and eight years old. Listen, I'm not judging you. You do what you want to do. But do you feel that there should be an age limit? When you just give it up, take it out, put it in your jewelry box. Get a, you got a collection of them, put them in a little case. Souvenirs. Should there be an age limit? I remember I got my um, <laughs> I got my ear pierced when uh, it had it, it just become popular for men to wear uh, earrings. Uh, males. I won't say men. I'll say males because I wasn't made my hand at the time. But uh, I think I was in the sixth or seventh grade, and I was I was on my head about getting my ear. I didn't know my mama, or my my dad was my. I know my daddy wasn't gonna take me to get my ear pierced. Uh, I think during that time they had a little, they had a couple of jewelry stores in a shallow North Carolina. And uh, but I know that wasn't gonna happen. So I taught my sisters in to, uh, to piercing my ear. And uh, they told me, yeah, we can do it. And one of my sisters, the one that, that really, she done it. She was heavy-handed. I ain't going to call her name, but she's a minister. <laughs> she was heavy-handed. <laughs> so we took the ice. We took the ice and we held it on there. My whole, the whole side of my head was numb. <laughs> but they got that pin. They got that needle. They had a needle. I don't think I don't think they sterilized anything, man. It was anyway. They got my ear pierced, and my other sister, she uh, she had some post earrings that uh, she said I need to stick that earring in there to keep the hole from closing up. Well, at the time I did not know I was allergic to different metals. I could not put anything on my body, or, you know, that wasn't real. Well, I went on to school. Come back home, had my ear pierced. The next morning, I noticed it was just itching, but I wouldn't take that earring out, man. It was itching. And uh, by the time I got midway through school, I had been scratching it and pulling on it, and it started swelling. By the time I got out of school, my ear, it looked like I had measles on one ear. And it was so big, it looked like I was an elephant man on one ear. <laughs> my mama said, that's what you get <laughs> putting that thing in your ear like that. So they lathered me down back then. They had that calamine lotion. It was good for about anything. They lathered me down in there. So I went to school with a pink ear about a week. <laughs> but anyway, 
got it straightened out, and I put a straw in it, and it went down. And I actually did my other year with two more holes. But I stopped wearing them. I think I stopped wearing earrings when I got out of high school. That's been a long time ago. But to each his own, how do you feel about it? Do men, do there need to be an age limit on men wearing earrings? What should be the age limit? Should there be an age limit? I think 70 or to be the cutoff time. 60 might be a good cutoff time. What you think? Just my opinion. Let us know how you feel about it. All right, let's move on down to the lunch menu for today. We got something good today, y'all. We got something good today. Grilled cheese sandwich. How about that? The grill. Grilled cheese sandwich. That's all you're going to get. You're going to get that grilled cheese sandwich. No water, no soda, no juice. Just a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm telling you one thing. Ain't nothing wrong with a good grilled cheese sandwich when it's made right. So you got to toast that bread. You got to toast that bread. Toast it. Put that cheese in the middle. Put it in a pan. Keep flipping it over. Get that bread country, that cheese melted. And you got your, and you can't just use any kind of cheese. You can't use that just no yellow cheese. This got this. You got to use some hoop cheese. Some of that, some of that cheese has got the red ring around. You cut it thin so it'll melt good. Put it in that pan. That's a good grilled cheese. That other cheese don't even taste right. It's too runny. See with that with that hoop cheese, you put it in there and let it melt. When you take it out, you can cut that thing in half. That cheese is sitting there just as firm, but it's already melted. You got to use the good cheese on the grill. Cheese sandwich. All right, let's go on down and do our declarations for today. Get that grilled cheese sandwich on our lunch menu for today. To do our declaration, listen, every morning we do our declarations. Because I'm telling you, when you speak to your day, <laughs> that's right, McClammy, the old-fashioned hoop cheese. <laughs> when, you, when you speak to your day, your day response. Do you know when you wake up in the morning, your day is waiting on you with expectation for you to say something about your day. Your day is waiting on you because your words have power. And when you start speaking to your day, you will start seeing things differently. You start moving differently. You start being differently because you have spoke something into the atmosphere because your words matter. The word says that, that that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You can speak life or you can speak death. So when you get up in the morning, speak life to your day, to yourself. Let's do our declarations. Today is a blessed day, a day full of love because God, you are love. A day full of grace, a day full of mercy, a day full of peace, a day full of joy, a day full of help. A day full of prosperity. A day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. Let's do it again. Today is a blessed day. A day full of love because, God, you are love. A day full of grace. A day full of mercy. A day full of peace. A day full of joy. 
a day full of help, a day full of prosperity, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. Let's do it one more again. Today's a blessed day, a day full of love, because God, you are love, a day full of grace, a day full of peace, a day full of mercy, a day full of joy, a day full of help. A day full of prosperity, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. We need you. We depend on you. We love you because you first loved us. Hey, listen, go have a wonderful day on this wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Be encouraged. Love on some people. Help some people. Pray for some people. But don't let people mess up your day. And we love you. God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. He wants the best for you. He wants you to endure, be strengthened, be in good health, be everything he says you are, because that's who he is. Listen, go have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love on some people. Love on yourself. God loves you. We love you here at the Love Morning Show. Listen, catch us on iHeartRadio on Spotify. God loves you. We love you. We out.